Sarah Hill, hello darling. This gal won the slam this week. Let's give her a hand for that. There's a slam every third Thursday. Is that what it was? At the Honeymoon Meadery. And uh, she got right down to the wire with Lucas, one of our other regulars here. And she pulled ahead with tenderness and feeling and feminism. <laughs> Always wins. So uh, what is, let's do a little bio here. Um, uh, uh, you are going to college soon on the East Coast. Sophomore Smith, and your focus is? Oui. Bon chance. Yes. She's the best cook. Everybody, we're going to her kitchen after poetry night tonight. Mmm. I like it. I like it. That speaks volumes. That's half her bio right there. Words, pajamas, quesadilla. Poets. <laughs> so idealistic. <laughs> please, please clap so loud and hoot and holler. Warm welcome for Sarah Hill for the next half hour. Woo! All right. Can we dim the lights? It's kind of harsh up here. Everyone looks better in the dark, right? <laughs> there you go. Ooh, all right. It just got so much sexier in here. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? All right. Um, so every once in a while, someone will read a poem, and there will be a few lines that just fit me like a glove, and it'll kind of feel like a punch in the face because I realize other people have hands, too. But it also feels like a warm hug because you realize other people have hands too. And so it's within that very loneliness that we find connection. And so those are the kinds of poems that I want to write. I'm not saying I have, it's just everybody's got goals. You know, that's my quest. Quest. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> this morning I woke up dancing to the beat of my own heart. It made me wonder when it all started. How many days did I spend tucked away inside my mother before my tiny heart began to beat, trembling with its own power inside my tiny chest? That first beat. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe my mother sat down too quickly and my heart hung suspended for a moment before it fell with the rest of me, the first drop sending ripples and waves on the glass sea. I have always been afraid of the ocean. People used to tell me that is irrational, that even the ocean has limitations and only the limitless is worthy of fear. But my blood is coursing through me like this endless loop of veins will lead somewhere other than death. 
and the world is plummeting through the cosmos like it's trying to escape the world, escape the moon, and impress the stars. And I am afraid of the ocean, but not of its sharks because they have no more control over their thrashing hearts than I have over mine. And we are all tied to this roller coaster ride around the galaxy by gravity's shackles. All falling toward the same molten center, falling into bed, falling downstairs, falling in love, falling out of love. The sky is falling on a world of waterfalls and fallout boy, of fault lines and good things that fall apart and bad things that fall apart and seven billion people and sometimes people fall apart too. And maybe sometimes falling isn't so bad after all. Something else that I forgot to mention at the beginning. Um, I have quite a few poems. And so you don't have to applaud after everyone. That's, I mean, if you really have to, it's okay, but that's not. <laughs> um, and I also have a chat book for sale, $8.00. And you can buy that on the little break after I uh, sit down again. Yeah, nice paper, right? I did, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, texture as well as text. Yeah, nailed it right on the head. Uh, and this is one of the poems in the chat book, Making Space. Every morning I nudge my ribs apart. Put my organs in corsets laced with veins. They stand, unexcited, gossiping in the corner. Prattling in a windowless room, it is always nighttime. The rest of my hull is uninhabited. The only light coming from phosphorescent bones, illuminating the nothingness I made room for. Inviting emptiness to be a part of me, so I can shout into my own void, so my echoes always find their way home. You know, that kind of eyelids quivering, wind, that kind of ties your hair in knots, every strand bewitched and dancing like tentacles, or drunk college girls, that kind of lose your glasses to its roar, kind of leaves your fingers unguarded, slowly stiffening with the cold, that kind of barreling down Chicago streets just when you thought the warmth was coming kind of makes clothes billow and cling in all the wrong places, kind of makes smokers curse in frustration, kind of cold thumbs growing weary against the lighter's catch, kind of cold thumbs growing colder against the wind, that kind of when did this lake become a wave pool, wind, kind of birds jogging in place, kind of butterflies are dying kind of rain is falling sideways crawling under the umbrella kind of you broke the damn umbrella wind kind of eyelids quivering wind ears whistling wind kind of makes you clench your toes and smile with cheeks flapping <laughs> Ink swords and pencils rotting in the closed desk drawers in the room that smells like soap and mothballs to the visiting grandchildren. 
in the room that smells like nothing to the old woman being visited by the visiting grandchildren. They call her Granny. She calls herself Jean and sleeps in a room that smells like nothing with a desk full of abandoned art supplies. She doesn't need them anymore. Ink swords and pencils rotting in the closed desk drawers in the room that smells like soap and mothballs or nothing. Ink swords and pencils are used to make lines. She doesn't need them anymore. Her art is done with wrinkles. Her frown outlines the setting ball of fire in the sky. Her crow's foot depicts a springtime blue jay. Her socks peek out at the world like secrets through a keyhole. The crinkles circling her neck make perfect sycamore trees. In a room that smells like nothing, in a pair of socks that looks like nothing, in a room that smells like soap and mothballs, in a pair of socks that look like treasure chest, cotton lid closed on wrinkles that make better gold coins than gold coins do. She doesn't need them anymore. Ink swords and pencils rotting in the closed desk drawers of an artist with two shaky hands who is becoming art herself in a room that smells like something. <clears throat> the gay poem. I am too pretty to be gay. I am uncomfortable conversations about finding the right man. I am currently taking applications for the right man. Requirements one, you must make me laugh. Two, you must be willing to tolerate excessive poetry. Three, you must believe there is no such thing as excessive poetry. Four, you must be a woman. You may send your applications to the nearest dumpster because my love is not a checklist or a formula. Leave your derivatives and integrals in the classroom. My love has never been written in a textbook. There is no equation to measure the area under these curves. My love is black and white film strips torn apart and taped into a kaleidoscope with a rainbow shining through it. It is the word yes, scrawled onto a million gum wrappers and tossed like confetti into my diary. My love is a billboard in Manhattan, screaming just as loud as all the other signs. It is massive, and it blends right in with the rest of the city. When I get married, it will be with coffee rings on a lazy Sunday afternoon after spending all morning in bed watching old cartoons that perpetuate heteronormativity, and I will laugh at them because the dark isn't scary when the lights are on and she will be my light and I will be my light and every member of the queer community will be my light. We will not apologize for the love we have to give. We will not let the hatred drown us because we can walk on water if we freeze at first. But that's just a fancy way of saying ice skating. And we are... And we are LGBTQIA+, but that's just a fancy way of saying people. Do you ever come across a smell that's so unique that you feel this deep need to put it down in words so you can come back to it again and again and again and again? No? Just me then? Okay. <laughs> 
A man walks into a bar. He smells like ramen sauce packets and roses, like chili powder and waffles, like the sweat of a girl I once kissed. He smells like kindness, hiding in souls, in big belly rolls, in hairspray settling on musty leather jackets. In rain, melting flakes of salt to grains of sand. In rain, melting a seashore. He smells like a yellowing book bathed in oregano and thyme. And thyme. He smells like kindness in a cruel-smelling world. Ramen sauce packets and roses, and roses. <clears throat> Loose change. This is a love poem to my trembling fingers and fidgety heart. I have always been an overachiever because underachieving gives me anxiety, so I overcompensate. I am a poster child for the nervous system. <laughs> so nervous that when people look at me, my insides get twisted and I forget all of my corner store wisdom. I think sadness is my favorite emotion because I never have to panic about things going wrong. Things already went wrong. That's why I'm sad. So my hands don't have to shake when they touch the rain-spattered window pane, making symmetry in the night like the lights on a passenger train. Someone once told me cargo pants are for secrets. I think she meant we are all alone, collecting things small enough to keep in our pockets, wandering tr through the streets without knowing what other people keep in theirs, or how they feel about mud pies or carpet stains. Pockets are lonely. For the record, my cargo pants are full of pennies from heaven that I leave face up on subway cars. And I like mud pies a lot, but lemon meringue tastes like home, where carpet stains come in through the letter slot, like mail-order anecdotes that I can tell to the pigeons in the park while my dog barks at the shadows in the sun. I always tell her they're just clouds, but she warns me anyway in case an alien invasion is the true cause of my anxiety. She's thoughtful that way. But aren't we all full of thoughts, of desire, of green eggs and hands stuck in cookie jars, stealing crumbs that weren't meant for us? I'm scared someone will steal my favorite books, leave scars in the margins, scared I'll fall in love with the wrong person, scared I won't, scared this poem I'm writing will see the light of day and be burned by it, scared that I'm not scared enough to say anything about being scared, but I'm scared. Aren't we all? The layover poem. Everything about the color, heavy, indiscernible pattern of this airport carpet screams, this is Vegas, baby, and we hide our stains so more people will walk on us. Orange spray spread thick as peanut butter to hide imperfections. Sequins filling all the empty space, reflecting light to blind and distract the onlookers from the hideous, indiscernible pattern of this airport carpet. To my 40-year-old self, 
Let's take a swim in the chamomile sea. Or we can use your boat, but I hope you don't get dizzy easily because we both row starboard, so unless you threw a lifesaver around the ring finger of a portside rower, we'll be making circles. Creating a constant halo of disturbed water like a wheel or a bike tire. Hey, speaking of tires, I know you're kind of old, but do you know how to ride a unicycle? If so, let's steal this wave's white cap and pedal somewhere over the rainbow. I hear that's where we can make friends. But you probably have lots of those. You probably got a witch doctor to burn your social anxiety at the stake and found a way to turn your detachment into a cake. I hope it had chocolate frosting. I hope you ate it for breakfast along with your fears, but I hope you didn't eat the whole thing. Loneliness and commitment issues go straight to the hips. <laughs> I hope you eat a lot of oranges and have a compost bin for the peels and let the scent linger on your fingertips while you pet your 13 dogs and try and decide between the black socks and the ones the color of yesterday's sunset with sock whore embroidered on the side. Both pairs have holes, but at different places. Maybe you should wear both so none of your little piggies get left out in the rain. Hey, speaking of rain... Do you still run barefoot through puddles when the vase of flowers in the sky gets knocked over and all the water comes down at once? And do you still roll down grassy hills even though you're allergic to grass and afterwards you look like a diseased armadillo that's been through a coin-operated washing machine with a bag of red Skittles? Because you should. I hope your heart still smiles as you tumble through blades of green, feel the itching in sudden bursts like popcorn hives, and the steady hand of gravity on your back cheering you into a mouthful of dirt. I hope your heart still starts to race the tortoise and the hare when you think about your last kiss and next adventure. I hope it feels like you're reading your favorite book. Only you've never read it before, so you don't know it's your favorite. And I hope you're afraid to read the next chapter because the last one was so good. But remember, you shouldn't lock the impulses in the closet. You know how dark it is in there. Let them get tattoos. Let them drive all night just to see what the sunrise looks like in a place you've never been before. Let them run around collecting spare change in pickle jars. Your passions will melt the coins into a copper soup. Use it to feed the dreams you have on sleepless nights. Or use it to fill your inkless pens. And write back soon. Much like feminism, this poem is not meant to tear men down, but to lift women up. It's called Take This Poem as a Paper Airplane. A man told me to get off of my high horse. I yelled down, this is no horse, this is a mountain of my potential. It is as tall as eternity. I live here on this crest. I can see Russia from my house. <laughs> and Egypt and Ireland, I can see the whole world from up here every day. I make paper airplanes and send them down to all of the paper women who don't like their thighs, who blame themselves for their own abuse, who are made to feel selfish for their ambition. I call to them, ladies, go stand on your mountains. The climb is treacherous, so use this paper airplane. You can fly up on its wings if you have a little faith. And I don't mean to say you should go pray to the gods. 
I mean you should find a mirror tall enough to see your whole body, study the holy scriptures in the curves of your shape, in the lines across your palm, in the crooks of your teeth, recognize that no mirror is big enough to hold your mind or your love or your laughter. No mirror will ever be big enough to hold those because they are mountainous. If you look closely, you will find parts of them in your frame, the snow-capped peaks in your kneecaps, your knuckles, your nose, the alpine ridges in ripples across your abdomen. There is probably both fat and muscle there. Mountains are made of both soil and stone. The longer you live on your mountains, the more freckles you will have. They will dot all of your eyes and make constellations in the galaxies of your being. Do not fear the freckles. They are only tree stumps on sheets of rock where societal constructs and self-doubt used to grow. Ladies, go stand on your mountains. The climb is treacherous, so use this paper airplane. You can fly up on its wings if you have a little faith. One thirty-nine a.m. Night is now middle-aged and tired. Her husband is asleep on the couch. There is something electric in the air, a rousing charge still lingering. Those who fell into bed heat-sick now curl under the covers mid-dream. Those who walk the streets have a purpose. There is work to be done, both ill-meaning and innocent. Three twenty-six a.m. Street lamps foolishly criticize the inky breeze. All battles are futile. Darkness can walk through walls. The night lurkers, night crawlers, night howlers have all retreated to their grottos. Even the wretched need to sleep. Only the night strollers remain. Languid children of the twilight, they hold the streets with weathered grace, a blasé refinement in their stride. To some, the fathomless silence of night tide is too much to bear. To these folk, it is what helps them bear the noise of day. I I have one more poem, and it is also in my chapbook, and it's a very special poem to me because it's the first that I ever performed in front of an audience. Blush. Not the kind you buy at a convenience store. There's nothing convenient about wildfire flames spread across my skin like strawberry jam. Like put me in a mason jar, store me on a shelf, and I will make your sandwiches. No, you don't need to tell me when I'm blushing. Trust me, I know when my blood is pressing against every square inch of my complexion, trying to escape your gaze. Don't worry, it's not you. It's me. I'm the one who can't handle the heat, but I'll try. Hand on handle on doorknob on door, knocking until my fist is as red as my face. Let me into the church. I will walk down the aisle just so I can wear the veil. I am still living in the body of a shy girl. I don't want to be just shy. I don't want to be just a girl. But my skin never learned it deserves to be looked at. My skin is ashamed. I am not. 
So turn off the lights, this wildfire doesn't burn in the darkness. Let my voice be the body I wish for, flesh as wide as the galaxy, tall as the universe, and pale as Snow White. But don't mistake me for a princess. I have never blushed roses. It is always crimson. And a lobster, by any other name, is still a lobster. So snip, snip. I will use my pincers to tear down this silk facade that tells me I am not worthy of this home I have built cell by cell around myself, like a Lego castle of everyday bricks, bricks of split seconds, of moments, of days when all I can say is I have freckles from the sun and scars from the darkness, and I know this framework isn't flawless, neither am I, and I may never stop blushing. But I look damn good in red. Thank you. Sarah Hill, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. 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 Let's get Jump right back into some poetry. Jump right back into some poetry. Jump right back into some poetry.